Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast. Your host, as always, is Fred. Our desire is to encourage, exhort, and educate on biblical prayer through this podcast. The mission of the podcast is to help everyone God allows us to help achieve a growing, biblical, dynamic, and satisfying prayer life. If you have any questions, comments, or prayer requests, you can reach us at freerangeprayer at gmail.com. If you would like, you can make a positive review wherever you get your podcast. That would be appreciated. Welcome to today's episode of Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. Welcome again to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. I do bid you a good morning, noon, or night whenever you're listening to the podcast. My name is Fred, as Richard so aptly reminds you each time that you listen. As we begin today, I wanted to make an announcement about the format of the podcast. After receiving some feedback, uh, we've decided to separate each podcast subject splitting the what we would normally call full episodes into parts. It will be probably three or four parts depending on the subject and how much we cover and what we need to do to cover it. Now I, I designed the podcast to begin with the way it's been designed because that's the way I like to listen to podcasts. For my own personal preferences I begin obviously with the subject. Is the subject interesting to me or is it possibly interesting to me? And then I gravitate to those podcasts that have episodes that are at minimum 60 minutes long. That's for me like a, a comfort zone for some reason. I like, I like that, at least that time frame. And some of them, like Dan Carlin's, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Sorry, it took me a second to remember that. I'm getting so old. Some of his are three and four and five hours long. And I enjoy those as well. But what I, again, through feedback, begin to understand is the, that a lot of people look at those and they get intimidated and they don't even start. And that it also might make the digestion of each episode a little bit easier, give, uh, give you something to ponder for a little bit at kind of at your own pace before you go on to the next one. So... We're going to make those changes. Like I said, I'm going to break them up into parts. Going forward, that's the way we're going to try to publish each episode. Now, I will also do my best to publish all the parts of an episode in close proximity to one another. For the sake of those who, like me, if you're like me and you like to listen to the whole thing all at once or uh, in a continuation, you can. you'll have those parts all available to listen to so that you can download them all about the same time and listen to them all the same time. Even now when I have and I and there are several podcasts that I listen to that are two parts every episode is a two-part story. When I listen to those I wait till I have both parts before I start the first one. So we're moving into oh the reason the main reason I'm mentioning this is that I I decided to do that with this podcast right now because we're moving into 
uh, this what I, what I'm going to call volume from now on this what would before an episode but it's going to be called a volume just because of the nomenclature that's coming up but this volume is the Psalms teach prayer and it's the first volume in that so it's the first section in that and it was actually recorded to be published all at once I decided that that I could I could actually begin right away because I do record them in segments anyway and then put them together so I decided right away to go ahead and start breaking them up and the reason that is important is that the whole thing was recorded a as in uh, as it was going to be one full podcast and then B it was recorded on the same day which was a few days ago because of the procedure that I had it was recorded a few days ago what I need to do is make an introduction and a conclusion to each segment I believe just by the the nature of circumstance the equipment that I have and our, our voices change a little bit every day maybe even kind of back and forth they may sound a little bit different so when you hear the introduction like you're hearing right now and the conclusion of each of the next three podcasts you know that those were added after the podcasts were made there needed to be some better transitions because it was created to be all in one piece so I really do appreciate your patience really do appreciate your patience as things have changed throughout the months in the podcast and probably will continue to change but each from now on each episode or each subject I'll design into parts so we won't have to go through this again prayerfully there won't be any more disclaimers as always though this is my prayer is to find the best way to communicate the best way to help you make changes or enhance your prayer lives so that your prayer lives can be more helpful and more profound and deeper for you as well with all that said this is the introduction to Psalms Teach Prayer, Volume 1, Episode 1, and obviously this will be Part 1. Now, as I was getting ready for this podcast, ready to put this together, there were, I thought of several different ways I could present it. And it occurred to me, though, just because of the Psalms and, and my love of them, just the, the wonderful way that they're put together is that actually I could jump in anywhere and just start when we do our podcast on the elements of prayer obviously that's going to be more organized and we're going to take each element one at a time but for the Psalms they're just so vast and so wonderful in every respect I just thought okay the best way is just going to be to randomly jump in so I did jump in at Psalm 33 what you hear in Psalm 33 is a call to worship, a call to prayer. Just in summary, in verses 1 to 3 is that call to worship. And for us in our immediate context, that's worshiping God in prayer. In verses 4 to 5, again this is Psalm 33, we see attributes of God that fuel our worship, that give us focus points when we decide to worship his attributes are one of those so we see those in verses 4 to 5 in verses 6 to 12 those verses focus on the works of God and those works of God draw us to worship obviously because of what he has done but also they draw us to thanksgiving 
and then verses 13 through 15 actually reinforce his omniscience and his power in the details of our lives and it's always good to remember and pray as we pray and we do our intercession that he is concerned with the details of our lives he doesn't know what's going on and he has even fashions what uh, is happening all around us and then verses 16 through 22 actually help us to learn and fully understand that we should rely on him that he is our refuge he is our shield because of his attributes his actions and his care all make him our shield and refuge all make him somebody actually not somebody the God to whom we can go to have our prayers answered to make sense of our lives and to be able to worship and give our lives those that depth and meaning that we do long for them to have today we're going to look at how great a tutor on the subject of prayer the book of Psalms is I think that's grammatically correct. <laughs> I have encouraged you before on the podcast, a lot of times actually, to be in the Psalms. If you want to grow in prayer and learn how to pray, to be in, involved in the book of Psalms. We can read it, pray it, study the book of Psalms, and it does help our prayer life. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to take a look at that and uh, in this episode because it is the greatest tool that we have for learning prayer. In an earlier episode I did mention that the Psalms are the prayer book of the Bible. Probably more precisely they are the song book of the Bible because it's Hebrew poetry and not all of them are exactly a prayer but all of them can teach about prayer and lead to prayer and lead to praise and so for me it is the 150 Psalms are uh, God's prayer guide for us. And we learn from the Holy Spirit how to pray because he wrote the book of Psalms, all 150 Psalms of them. I've mentioned before, I have 150 favorite Psalms, so it was hard to know where where to start or what might be the best place to start. So what I did is I just jumped in. I randomly began with Psalm 33. Uh, and then when we get to the elements of prayer, we will look at the Psalms in a more structured way because each, well, not each of the Psalms, but there are Psalms that illustrate each parts, each of those sections of prayer we're going to we'll look at that we'll look at that in like I said a more structured way but for now let's just dive into the book of Psalms and see how they relate to our prayer lives now I missed this so I wanted to mention this from the last couple of podcasts but all the scripture that we read from here is from the NASB the 1977 version of the New American Standard Bible so I wanted to start with Psalm 33 and I'll read a section, then we'll talk a little bit, and I'll read a section. But Psalm 33 starts like this. Sing for joy in the Lord, O you righteous one. Praise is becoming to the upright. Give thanks to the Lord with a lyre. Sing praises to him with a harp of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. For the word of the Lord is upright, and all his works are done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. 
the earth is full of the loving kindness of the Lord. So that's the first five verses. And so we see that we have that instant access to God. We can just start to call out. In fact, we're encouraged to call out and in this case, sing this poem, this song before the Lord. But it works for praying as well. We want to pray with joy before the Lord. And in the first three verses, we're called to that worship, which is part of the elements of formal prayer, worship. So we're called to that in the first three verses. And our worship is praise and thanksgiving, all done in a, a, a manner, in this case, in methods of using a harp, a lyre, uh, to skillfully play and sing with great joy. And coming into God's presence is a great joy. As I said before, it's actually awesome in the biblical sense of the word awesome. Not the way we use the word awesome now, but in the biblical sense, it is an awesome thing to go into the presence of God and to be able to talk to Him and to pray to Him. And then verse 4 and 5 teach us what exactly we have to praise God for in our prayer. As we're praying, things that we can worship Him, that we can praise Him for. We find out in those verses that He is upright, He is faithful, righteous, and just. And even as we talked about in one of the, our, our devotional podcasts, His loving kindness is over all the earth. Our prayers should never become stale or repetitive because we have we could thank him praise him pray to him because he's upright faithful and righteous and just we can do those all at once like in the psalm or we can do a prayer surrounding each one we we praise god we worship him for who he is and in this case what he loves and then in verses 6 through 12 it reads this way by the word of the lord the heavens were made and by the breath of his mouth all their host. He gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays the deep in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord nullifies the counsel of the nations. He frustrates the plans of the people, the plans of his heart from generation to generation. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. And so again, we learn to pray and to praise him because he is the creator. He is our creator. And the only tool that he had to use to create everything was his word. He spoke and everything was created. He speaks and his supreme rule is carried out. It's carried out with error and it's carried out with gener from generation to generation without ceasing. So as we pray and we talk to him, we can be assured that he is in control, that he has the power to do, the power to listen, and the power to bring glory to himself through what we've prayed. When we pray, we pray and glory in the truth that all God's people, the ones he has chosen for his own, are blessed. We're blessed fully in God's creation, His redemption, and His work over all our lives. Thank you, Jesus. And so we have that that form, those things to praise God for in Psalm, in Psalm 33 as well. And then in Psalm 13, 
through 22, the rest of the psalm here, he says, The Lord looks from heaven. He sees all the sons of men. From his dwelling place he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the hearts of them all. He who understands all their works. The king is not saved by his mighty army. A warrior is not delivered by his great strength. A horse is a false hope for victory. Nor does it deliver anyone by its great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope for his loving kindness to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield, for our heart rejoices in him because we trust in his holy name. Let thy loving kindness, O Lord, be upon us according as we have hoped in thee. And again, a wonderful prayer. You could you can read that psalm, even though this is a call to praise, call to worship. You can read that psalm as a prayer. I read it all the time as a prayer. What makes God worthy of our prayers, we see in verses 13 and 14, is that he sees all. And then in verse 15, we know that he fashions everything. And then he understands everything. So we are coming to the God. We're open and we're talking to the God who understands. In verses 16 and 20, we see that our trust, that's where it starts with the king, is not saved by his army. We see that our trust is not in our earthly resources. No matter how great we think we are, we all typically, none of us are, are kings listening to this, but no matter how great we think we are, or good we think we have it, or gifted we might be, if we're a king or a warrior, we can't trust, we don't trust in our might or our earthly weapons, or even our great um, tools that we have, the great horse for battle. He is almighty. His eye is on us. He is our stay and our salvation. In fact, he is our hope, precisely because he's upright and faithful and righteous and just. That's why he's our hope, because he's all of those things that we are not. And then verse 21 teaches us to come to him with great rejoicing. We can rejoice always, like we're exhorted to in the New Testament, because we can and we do trust him. And, and the New Testament does tell us to rejoice always. First Thessalonians, also in Philippians 4. So even the mightiest king on earth dies. His might can't keep him from his recompense, which is just from the Lord. But in faith, our recompense, everyone's recompense who trusts in Jesus, is paid for by faith. The mightiest warrior is failed in time, even if he were to win every earthly battle. There was, um, uh, I believe it was Shaquille O'Neal, a professional basketball player. At least this is the first place I've heard it. But he said one time, Father Time is undefeated. And that's true. Time catches up with us all. And we see even wonderfully gifted athletes grow old and then their de ability diminishes. When they retire, they still have much more ability than most of the rest of us ever have had but it diminishes over time. And it's true, 
But what's more true is God, our God, is over all. And when we trust in him, he turns even death into victory. And we know his loving kindness, and we put all our hope in him. And then we might say, what about our weaknesses? We have just had a quick look at Psalm 33, and this is the conclusion that I promised in the introduction that's been added on to the end just to help make a transition to the next uh, the next section. This psalm, Psalm 30, Psalm 33, leads us to the very heart of prayer. As I mentioned in the introduction, I just jumped into Psalm 33. That's just a place to begin. As you will see, and you begin concentrating on the Psalms, anywhere you begin, you will be able to glean, actually harvest, plenty of fuel for your daily prayers. And we've seen that in Psalm 33. We've seen the concepts and the reasons that we have to worship and give thanks and the trust that we have in His attributes and actions that we can put our trust in Him and our intercession we know is effective to Him. So I do appreciate you listening. The next time we are going to look at confession in the Psalms. And this is a little less random. I did choose Psalm 51 because it is important. That's one of the elements that we will discuss later. But it's always good to know in the beginning what confession is about. And the key to confession is a broken and contrite heart. And so we will see that fully in the next episode. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely and may your soul and spirit and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who calls you and he also will bring it to pass. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Free Range Preacher. We hope you enjoyed it and will join us for our next broadcast coming up soon. For Fred and myself, this is Richard Durrington saying, Make it a godly, fun-filled day.